Welcome back to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Andy Olson being joined by Brett Behrens remotely as he's uh, on scene over in Bloomington as Illinois men's basketball goes on the road and picks up a huge win against Indiana. Didn't look so sure at halftime that the Illini were going to come out with this one, but they come back in the second. One of the most dominant halves that I've seen from them all season. And Brett, I think that's got to be where we start. Trent Frazier, 14 points in the second half. Kofi Coburn, 15 points in the second half. They just look like a completely different team and able to get it done to move on to 10-2 and two against the Hoosiers. I always say tail of two halves, but this was to the extreme in that sense, Andy. Very impressive stuff when you hold any team to less than 25 points and a half, 21, and they, you know, plus 19 in the second half. And like you said, that that second half to me was just a, an impressive showing from Illinois and really came out of nowhere there where, you know, it was pretty gritty. I mean, I was sitting courtside today right next to the Illinois bench and they were getting after each other. Uh, very physical game. A lot of words exchanged from both teams. A lot of defense in that half, and, and it's still under 36-34, so both teams put up you know, quite a few points there in the first half. But I thought Illinois really just turned it on defensively in the second half. Brad Underwood said that he just challenged his team to quit fouling, essentially, in, this, in the second half. And uh, they only had seven fouls in the second half. They had 10 in the first, so uh, definitely improved that a little bit. But uh, just an overall major difference. I mean, this is – you just usually don't see that – big of a swing at, at coming out of halftime and credit to Illinois for they did that. And, you know, Kofi and Trent outscored uh, Indiana alone in the second half. So pretty crazy stuff for that sense. Yeah. And I think everyone going into this one was expecting the, the big matchup to be inside between Kofi Coburn and Trace Jackson Davis. And we didn't end up getting that for the entire first half because TJD picks up two fouls within the first four minutes and has to sit the rest of the more than 15 minutes left in that one then comes back in the second. And it's funny that that's when Kofi Coburn really had his best game because uh, the backup, Chris Dewar, or Michael Dewar, excuse me, was able to hold Kofi to just two points uh, in that first half. And then when TJD gets back out there, that's when Kofi comes alive. And then in turn, Jackson Davis only held to six points. And I, there was a lot of talk on social media. And you already mentioned how physical it was, Brett, about the refs, what they let go, what they called. I mean, it feels like that's always going to be a topic of conversation. But you're right, it was really physical. And whatever sparked Kofi in that second half, when we finally got that matchup between him and Jackson Davis, he just went right at him. And then on the defensive side, held his own. He was like a brick wall, honestly, that wasn't going to be moved on that side of the ball. And, you know, Kofi just once again proving that, you know, this Big Ten player of the year race might not be done yet. No, and I don't think it is by any means. I think he's putting his stamp onto that. And two for seven in the first half, then comes out in the second, goes four for six from the field, four for five from the free throw line after making just one of four in his first half free throws. And I thought he really elevated his game. Misses that double-double by two rebounds. But, you know, just very, very impressive stuff from him. And then Trink got on a heater. Uh, he goes in the second half, two for three from deep, five of six from the field. And, you know, like you said, you combine those two points and, you know, you're at 26 points from those two guys and uh, pretty impressive stuff from what they were able to do. And I thought Indiana did a pretty good job overall mucking it up in the first half, used the 7-0 run to take a lead after the faux tripping call and then the flagrant <laughs> foul on Luke Goody, which could have certainly changed the game. Uh, and it did there for a short time as Illinois uh, didn't have a bucket there for a couple of minutes after that, but 
were really resilient. And I think that's what's going to stand out to me from this game, Andy, is that they were poised. They didn't let the moment get too big. It was very, very loud in there in the first half. This is one of the loudest arenas in the Big Ten. I don't know. We hear people say that a lot, but just being on the court, it really is a very, very loud venue. And for Illinois to do what it did and, and just put up the impressive numbers, I mean, the biggest margin of victory at 17 points in since 1956 for Illinois, like, that is just incredible stuff when you think about all the history in Indiana. First time they've won four in a row against the Hoosiers since 2009, 2010. Uh, you know, so that's a decade plus of, of history that they're putting up here. And then not to mention the fact that they've won eight of nine Big Ten road games now and 13 out of their last 15. And you're talking about history being made right before us. And Kofi Coburn is at the center of that, along with Trent Frazier, who I thought just continues to do a really, really nice job. I thought he was uh, very good overall on Xavier Johnson, who had 12 points and was just one off a, a team high for uh, Indiana. Still played a, a team high 32 minutes for the Hoosiers. But in the second, Johnson only had three points. So, you know, he got nine in the first, and, and Trent really locked down on him, and, and he only had three. And they were chirping the whole time, Andy. I mean, especially in the first half, Trent was all over Xavier. And uh, Brad even had some words for him, and I tweeted that. I know that got a little bit of play on Twitter, but, like, I, I'm not going to put what Brad said on there. But it was very direct that uh, Xavier needed to stop chatting at the mm. <laughs> Illinois bench. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was direct at Xavier, also talked with Bo Borowski. And uh, that I just usually don't hear a coach and, and see a coach talking directly to the players like that. So that was very interesting. It did seem to calm down after that. So I felt like the refs maybe got a little bit of a hold of the game, but uh, man, some dicey stuff there. And yeah, just composure. And I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to remember of this one is, is Illinois composed and they're experienced. I mean, they're, they're a way more experienced group overall than Indiana. And I think that showed, especially in the second half and down the stretch. Trent Frazier, eight of 11 from the field. I mean, he just went, on another heater in this one. And it seemed like anytime they needed a big bucket, he showed up. Is he having a, a sneaky case for Big Ten Player of the Year here if he keeps having some some good games strung along here at the end? Yeah, I think he's probably a little bit further away from that, but I think he's playing himself into a second-team all-Big Tenner. I think that's more realistic. I don't know if he's going to crack that first team, but I think he's uh, on the bubble of that maybe, and I think he's very solidly right now in a – second team all big 10 level which goes to show a lot i mean that you know that says he's one of the top 10 best players in the big 10 i mean okay you know like <laughs> I, I think that is his value uh to this team and it's shown a lot on the stats and it shows also on the other things i mean he because he does have his games Andy, where he's only putting up you know single digit points but he's locking down the other guy you know i think that's what the value that we see covering him all the time and i think a lot of fans see that and so when he's not on the defensive player of the year watch list, that's, that's why Underwood gets upset. That's why Alana nation gets upset because we see that, you know, the metrics don't always line up for that. So I think he's probably going to fall, you know, short for that. But I think as a second team, all big tenor right now for him would be a really, really good accomplishment for his career. Jacob Grandison showing his mind control again, when goes two of four <laughs> from the field hit two really big threes as well. Alfonso Plummer, not as great a night. Only three of ten, but he did have some big shots that kind of kept Illinois in it. Uh, of course, really good from the free throw line as well. Six of seven. Andre Curbelo, just one of four from the field, uh, had th uh, excuse me no assists. But it seems like Illinois, 
with those kind of team players at the moment, and especially Curbelo, they are providing a real spark off the bench. And I know the starting lineup is so good. And I was saw a tweet earlier about uh, the metrics of that starting lineup. Illinois have one of the best five in, in the entire country. But some of these role players coming out, I mean, when you have Grandison, guys like Grandison and Plummer, he can be your highest scorer on a night. Having these nights where they are able to be that role player and make shots um, and specific moments when it's really needed, we just goes back to the depth that we always keep talking about with Illinois, how having these guys and having their moments now is going to pay such dividends at the end of the season. Yeah, and I think it's that experience that is just so valuable that helps them win these games, especially on the road when, when there's very few people there. Uh, except for Barstool Carl, who was sitting behind the Illinois bench today. Uh, there's there's in the very locker few room, too. I, hey, I guess if you've got 100-plus Twitter thousand followers, you know, you can get in the locker room, sure, whatever. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, that's that's poise. And they talked a lot about that poise after the game of that the moment wasn't too big. And even when you're down by two at half, okay, well, let's come out and figure out how to win a game in the second. You know, and it just goes to show how much staying old. We hear Brad Underwood talk about all the time, you know, the, the key is to get old and then to stay old. And, you know, that is a huge importance when you're playing on the road. And I think that's a big reason why Illinois has been able to, to have so much success on the road. And sure, granted, some of those stats, the eight and nine and 13 to 15, the 10 road games, those are helped some by the fact that, yes, there wasn't fans last year and it was easier to play on the road. But I think it's showing even without Io DeSumo this year and you add in Alfonso Plumber, who's also an experienced guy. We can't forget that, you know, he's a he's a, um, you know, senior as well. and has been around college basketball a long time and been a lot of different places from junior college to Utah and now to Illinois. That All of that plays into it. And I think that should help them, especially come March, to get past the first weekend, do some different things that maybe they were still coming into last year. And uh, I think that's going to pay dividends this year, Andy. Man, we are set up for, we keep saying it, 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 the best game of the year, most important game of the year. There's another one on the horizon on Tuesday as Illinois gets their rematch against Purdue, this time in West Lafayette, Mackey Arena, that's going to be full of fans. They didn't get the chance to see that place without fans last year as Illinois and Purdue only played in Champaign. But a rematch of that double overtime game a few weeks ago and. Brett, man, that's that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun one, and I know it's one we're gonna be talking about for a while here. And it's a battle for first place, and it's one that Illinois really leads because if you drop two during the Big Ten season to Purdue, that's a big tiebreaker that the Boilermakers may have at the end when they're or crowning a title. Absolutely, I cannot wait for Tuesday at Mackey. I think it's gonna be a phenomenal atmosphere. It's my favorite Big Ten venue, and I think it's it's the loudest as well. And and Indiana is definitely loud. Champagne is loud. Uh, Breslin's loud. I mean, there's a lot of loud arenas, but uh, this is going to be a, a huge turning point. And uh, Purdue beats Michigan today, which, you know, puts Michigan further down the pole there. And I, I think they've essentially put themselves out of Big Ten title contention. I mean, they're, you know, as crazy as that is to say, they were, you know, they were the preseason favorite to win the league. And, and they're essentially out now at, at five and five, Illinois 10 and two, and, and Purdue's there at nine and three. So, you know, if Purdue wins, then it's, it's going to be a tie there. And Michigan State's down at Rutgers. So you never know how this is going to play out as, as we're taping this here on Saturday. But 
that that could be for first place in the Big Ten, and and how exciting that will be for those two fan bases, and and what that's going to be like and play like. And and you're right, uh, Purdue's trending up, and for them to you know get another shot at Illinois, which they probably feel a little bit lucky, I would say. Uh, or feel fortunate. I don't know if lucky is the right word, but feel fortunate to walk out of Champagne with a two overtime win uh, earlier this month. You know, they've won five straight. Illinois won four straight. Uh, produced 12 and one at home. Like, hey, this is what it shapes up to be. And these are the games if you want to win a Big Ten title for Illinois that you've got to go out and play well and, and give yourself a chance to win down the stretch. The schedule is certainly not kind for the Illini down the stretch, but. Like you just said, these are the ones that you got to win to to get that crown at the end of the season. Well, Brett, let's wrap things up here on this 74-57 win for the Alana. What are just your last impressions and uh, what you'll look forward to coming out of this one? Yep, game Illinois, like I said, if, if they were going to win a Big Ten title, and if they are, you got to win games like this at Indiana uh, against middle-of-the-pack Big Ten teams on the road. And you certainly got to win the games at home here. So, you know, hey, they've gone. Th- I think we talked before this three-game stretch, Andy. Right between Wisconsin, Indiana, and Purdue. If they can go two and one, they're still in a really, really good spot. If they can go three and zero oh here, I think they feel absolutely great about what they've done mm-hmm. and this week and stretch of games. And then you head into Northwestern and Purdue, and uh, two teams that are you know towards the middle to bottom pack of the, of the Big Ten. So games you should also win. They're not certainly not going to be easy, but. Uh, I think even if they lose at Purdue Tuesday, they've really set themselves up here, uh, for, you know, really well in into this stretch into February, and then you know just continues to go down the line here with with more tough games. But um, I think a lot of nations should feel really good about what's happened so far, and to be at ten and two, the best twelve game stretch since two thousand five when they started twelve and zero, Andy, and we all know what happened that season. So um, they're they're in a they're in a great spot. I think they're going to be a top ten team. Come Monday and the AP rankings come out. We'll see how that plays out. They were 10th earlier this season after starting 11 in the preseason polls. And I, I think they're going to be right there at 10, 11, 12 again. So uh, impressive stuff for the orange and blue. They took care of business. They head home and uh, get ready for Tuesday, which is going to be fun. It's going to be a real fun stretch coming up here. A really fun end of the season. Uh, be sure to check out Brett's story from Bloomington, from the Simon Scott assembly hall. Uh, if you're we're listening or if you're listening to this on Saturday, it'll be on the news tonight. You can always check it out at WCIA.com and our whole coverage of the Illini season, the game in Indiana, the previews for Purdue. Be sure to stay with us on our social channels and of course WCIA.com. That's gonna do it for this three in one podcast for Brett Barons. I'm Andy Olson. Hopefully you enjoyed the game, and uh, there should be some fun ones coming up here again soon. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.